0: Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Miss Lolita, personnel director. This is Tennille, our technical director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. But tonight, amen, we have an excellent Yes, uh, with us, he's a pastor, of Church of God, Larry Pastor Larry Brown, no stranger to the ministry been preaching for years and years, and he enjoys an extensive outreach in Africa. I've been in contact with some of the folks here who listen to him, and they're very, very encouraged. So we're just glad to have him here tonight, uh, brother. Give us that African update and any other platform that you are can be reached on, and also your information. If someone wants to support the African outreach, maybe your phone number or website, et cetera.
1: I want to give a quick testimony in Africa. There was a landlord sent his daughter to college to be a lawyer, and she went to college. And, of course, she ended up you know, living in sin and, and uh, just you know, drinking, smoking, what have you. And he wanted her life to be changed. And, and he went to one of the widows at our church, Sister Mac, and asked her, could he speak to her? Could she speak to his daughter? As she did, he invited. she invited his daughter to service. Well, she came that one night, and she'd been there every night for about seven months now. Wow, wow, wow. It's exciting. She's she so saved that her father wanted her back. Honestly, he didn't want her that cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> but she would not give up Jesus. And, and, and then the second testimony, about three months ago, her mother hadn't been to church in 30 years. She wanted to come to the Church of God and just see what her daughter was in. Wow. She wow. came and she been there every night for the past three months. Jesus wow. saved her. Wow. so wow. Jesus saving people in Africa. Thank you.
0: Brother Ron, how can a person contact you? I will say this if you want to support the African outreach you can you can contact yes. us at Reach One R E E E E C H O N E, or you can call us at the Wounded Hearts number that number is 478-283-9093. Or Brother Brown, what is your uh, information you want to get across, want to contact you?
1: Yes, uh, my, my Zelle number and cash app number is my phone number. So it's okay. 870-494-5638. OK, I really keep it. Like, simple. <laughs> OK.
0: And again, uh, if you want to contact him, contact us. We'll be glad to uh, pipe you into that most worthy outreach in Africa there. <laughs> Friends, we yeah. want to begin our questions and I want to ask Brother Round: how does one fight depression discouragement? While he's considering that, I do want to give you some stats from a counseling perspective of how prevalent this depression uh, discouragement is in the land today. For example, uh, stats say quite clearly that uh, in Japan, there was 415 suicides by children uh, Mm -hmm. last year. And of course, adults over 18, there was 20,000 cases of uh, depression. And from a counseling perspective, depression discouragement go together and they can induce suicide, which the stats clearly say. And here in the United States, there were 1,900,000 children who were diagnosed with depression.
1: Children.
0: And of course, unfortunately, there was 45,000 suicides, 45,000. So from a counseling perspective, uh, suicide and depression do go together. Those were from Bloomberg statistics, 2019 and 2021. but. So, brother Mark, how can one fight uh, depression, discouragement from coming into one's life?
1: Yes. Um. Get back to the first thing is that we have to fight the feeling of aloneness. Okay. Number two, we got to remember that somebody do understand.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: yes Number three, yes. it's important that we cheer that 's very important, because we need to have a good spirit in the occupation that God has put us in, otherwise we are operating in it unworthily, uh-huh. so we must cheer that is important God wants us to have a-, a-, a good spirit means everything, uh-huh. so we must cheer up, we must have a good spirit uh, as we occupy that position that God has put us in to keep it to keep us from Uh, You know, being unworthy in that position. Mm -hmm. Another thought came to me. Anytime you want to stop me, you can't. Stop thinking that you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot. Stop thinking that you can do nothing. And many times the word cannot means will not. Mm -hmm. So now you have excused yourself for inaction. Wow. And then the last. I wanted to say, uh, is this? Don't be oversensitive because then you'll be singing this song, Nobody Appreciate Me.
0: <laughs> so, those things came to me, and all of those are important steps. Very important. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that, but uh, you mentioned this idea of not uh, being involved and saying that you can't do some things. Uh, in my counseling, right. there were certain uh, signals for suicide. And most of the young people would just start giving things away, giving away their cell phone, for example, wow. giving away their clothing, because they didn't feel in it anymore. So when you said that, they rung a bell. But let me revisit what you said about being sensitive. Yes. Can a person be yes. overly sensitive sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're in an
1: age where many over sensitive because it's like everybody been to the same choir rehearsal because they're singing that song. Nobody appreciates me. <laughs> right. So, so yes, so so we can be, and, and of course that statement is not true. But we, but when we are oversensitive, true. we we
0: feel that way. Right, and and that's not healthy, is it? Not healthy spiritually, that's, physically, oh, mentally. It's not, it's not healthy. That's right. That's right.
1: Yes. Yeah. So do not be oversensitive, well,
0: Brother Brown. Is it a correct <laughs> statement that if you're going to be safe, you got to have a thick skin. Do you need do you need a thick skin to, to stay safe.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I, was, I was in the Whole Food Market, and there was a young lady that we talked. She was in a young twenty, but she's she said she said I, I'm feeling down today. I said, Well, I tell you one thing for sure, God gonna make sure somebody to hurt your feeling got <laughs> <laughs> to bring <Yeah>. you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next time you saw me, you know, she, she gave me a handshake.
0: She appreciated that. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> All right. You have to grow up. <laughs> you got to grow up. We got to. You got it. We got to grow up.
1: Yeah. We got to grow up. This is true. We
0: got to yeah. grow up. You, <laughs> you know, you got to grow up. <laughs> Any comments from our? Uh, Program director.
1: At the moment, no, sir.
0: Brother Brown, tonight you're talking to someone as a young man. I have in mind in another state. Uh, he's up north from where you and I are, and he got kind of into some trouble, and he might be a little backslidden or whatever. What is your re- what is your advice? How does he return? To God, in fact, friends, we're talking about someone else tonight, too. Uh, maybe you've got out of God's will and you're yeah, out of place, yes. brother. Around what what advice can you give that person how they can return to the Lord? You know,
1: um, the Bible uses one word and that's T U R N. Mm-hmm. He said, Turn, turn. Now, another place he put an R E in front of it, return. Mm-hmm. Which means just like your just like that word return, it, it actually condemned your sins, and now you turn around and condemn your sins. So turn. Just turn. that simple. Turn. Mm-hmm. Because God, God says, it's no question about will he will receive you. He said, turn, for I am married unto you. So turn. Turn. Return. That word, it condemned your sin, and now you turn around and you condemn your sin, but turn.
0: Just as simple. Turn. Friends, tonight you're listening to the podcast Wounded Hearts Wounded Churches. I want you to remember that if you've gotten disenfranchised, wounded, yeah. et cetera, you've not been forgotten about. We are here to discuss situations and issues, to bring on pastors, those who've been through it, to give us some guidance on what we can do. You're not by yourself. Those wounds can be healed. And tonight we have Pastor Brown to lead us through some of these things for your support. And again, we're here for three things, reconciliation, healing within Church of God. So, Pastor Brown, how does one, what are the hindrances to returning to church. What are the hindrances to returning to church?
1: I can put them all under two headings. Satanic hindrances. Okay. Satanic mm-hmm. hindrances. Okay. He That's been going on even in the Old Testament. Uh, I thought about how Paul wanted to return to a, a certain place, and he said, Satan hindered mm-hmm. and, us. And, and one of the things Satan did, he raised up, a storm of persecution, not just in one place, but even in another place. And so Paul, using his prudence, he decides to just delay. But many times it's satanic hindrances, uh, and and a lot of times with, with these individuals, in the they want to retire, but Satan will raise up a storm of persecution if they do. And so uh, 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 we, we find this in the. Old Testament, he's been doing that, you know, in different ways. Even with the life of Job, uh, he didn't want Job's character to be completely perfect in the sight of God. Uh, we look at um, uh, Aaron and his son. They were supposed to be a type of Christ in the priesthood. And what happened? Three arrogant individuals uh, inserted themselves into the, into the priesthood, and God had to stop, open up the earth, swallow them up. Uh, Joshua, was conquering city after city what happened one man in the congregation just hindered the, the work so satan has been hindering saints even in the old testament and he's doing it today i believe in heaven a lot of the saints will testify how satan hindered them so he's good at that but i put it all
0: under those two names satanic hindrances thank you for that answer any questions from our listeners our director
1: there was a question from Stanley Jones. He did ask, um, does the Bible teachings collide with non-addictive mental medication?
0: I'll answer that just because that's my background. If you may not know, same to right. God, I've in uh, friends. Uh, I'm a counselor by trade. I'm retired now, but I spent yeah. oh, about 800,000 hours counseling professionally. And of course, that doesn't include church activities. Uh, I' uh, I was degreed and licensed by state of Michigan. In my counseling, I never did uh, prescribe in the charting for the client to seek medication. My reasons were twofold. Number one, the doctors that I work with, they were prescribing things that were psycho, uh traumatic, psychoactive. In other words, they were mood altering, mm-hmm. and so I would end up with clients that were addicted to the medication and to their primary drug. So they had two addictions at one. Uh, number two, they would change so drastically, and uh, it would have a difficult effect trying to counsel. Now, I suppose there are some medications that do not that are not psychotropic, but I don't know of any. In fact, the majority of medications do have some type of organic effect on the body. And those in counseling, Thorazine, Doraville, Oxycontin, all of those there I'm named are all addictive. Thank you for your question very much. So those hindrances, the enemy does not want us to be unified. Is that right, Pastor Brown? He likes he likes disenfranchisement and he likes separation, doesn't he?
1: He pa- uh. Give me just a moment, Pastor. He is having some technical issues, so we'll go ahead. Okay, and...
0: I'll continue on that question. Yes. So again, from a counseling perspective only, uh, I was always a little bit uncomfortable with asking doctors to prescribe these things because, uh, think of, for example, antidepressants. Many of our clients would be depressed. Uh, they had to have the Medicaid. They didn't get it. They would act out. Uh, Some of the medication, they would mix it with other medications and that have a devastating effect. Mm -hmm. So you've got three or four medications, a person taking something and what might help you might harm me. So the the doctors have to make sure the combination is safe. Number one, Mm -hmm. not a combination. And number two, that it's not addictive. But my problem was the doctors that I work with, they said oxycotin were not addictive. And I say, man, I got clients that are going through catechismic emotional problems because of that. So that was the issue those three areas, the addictiveness of it, the mixture of the different medications, and the psychotropic change in the counseling perspective. All right, LeBron, so those hindrances, you mentioned there's two, and the devil tries to keep us away from our unity and coming together. Is that what you were saying? Yes, yes, yes yes this,
1: this, and, 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 and 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 it's not because of a want of will as a want of power because the people are willing but it's just
0: satanic It's true that's true and that's true. It's true that's true people are willing brother pastor brown if if fellowship has been broken what are the steps to restore fellowship if it's been broken May it be a congregation, may it be an individual, because the steps are probably the same. How can I restore that fellowship? Real simple. If
1: we would just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Thou shalt be saved. (laughs) All right. He would kill it. It it won't be no trace of it if we would just simply believe in the
0: Lord Jesus Christ believing cures a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pastor Brown, there's a verse in the Bible, since you're a pastor, you know these things. It talks about being ministers of reconciliation. What does that mean?
1: Okay. Being ministers of reconciliation must begin with five important words. And okay. these words are found in Second Corinthians Two eighteen, and that is we must teach all things are of god mm-hmm. it must begin with those five words all things are of god well we're, we're not trying to reconcile god to man because that has already taken place when christ died mm-hmm. The judge of the earth was pleased with the sacrifice of Christ. So God already has in his heart forgiveness for man. So now we must teach all things are of God. So therefore, if you are willing to be at peace with God, there's nothing wanting of you. Don't bring your good words, your self-righteousness. All have been prepared through Jesus Christ. Believe and accept him and believe in him 100% and accept his sacrifice. God has prepared everything. That way, when Jesus is it is finished, it is finished. No man can improve upon God's salvation. No man can get no credit. We're gonna end up, we have to give Jesus all the credit, but we must, those are the first five words, teach that all things are of God. We have nothing to boast of. If you just are willing to be at peace with him, Amen. God has prepared Amen. everything for yourself through Jesus
0: Christ. Um, any questions from our our listeners no not at the moment so pastor brown what you're saying is i've got to get correct me if i'm wrong i've got to get my eyes off of man and put them on to god is that the issue yes yes yes
1: yes because he had prepared everything amen the the, 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 the song we sing nothing in my hand i bring Mm -hmm. all things are of god simply to that cross I clean it. So there was the first word came out of Paul's mouth as, as he began to teach That we are
0: A minister of reconciliation We must teach that all things Are of God Now is that for Just the ministry Is that just for the laity Or is that for everyone To be working As ministers of reconciliation Who was that? that for Who was that for
1: Good question, Pastor, but he did, again, we're having technical um, issues here, but we'll give him moments to return.
0: All right. And friends, while we are waiting for our guest, uh, we want you to know that this podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God. Uh, Many have been wounded and are reaching out to you today that there's help uh, when you're hurting people. Like the man said last year on the podcast, hurt people hurt people. So we want to discuss these things in dialogue and uh, come to a a consensus based on uh, effective discussion and counseling in the Word of God and looking to a definite reconciliation and healing process within the Church of God. So you are not by yourself and we're here to support you and help you. We're here each Thursday. You're able to call in on that number one we have our wounded hearts phone number. That's four seven eight two eight three nine zero nine three. And of course, you can email us at uh, R-E-E-E-C-H-O-N-E at AOL.com. And our time is just about gone for the broadcast tonight. Oh, he's back okay with a round. Good time. Just in time. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Pastor, brought any feedback for us here? What could we do better on this podcast? What are we missing? Anything? Are we missing any of the bases? What can we do better here, as far as our staff and our and our guests? What can we do better,
1: uh, Pastor? I think what you can do better is what all of us ministers can do better from our sermons here on out. Don't have one unless we mention the Lord Jesus Christ and the mm-hmm. cross.
0: Amen. All right. <laughs> Let's
1: don't let preach a sermon. Let let don't have a podcast unless we mention also the Lord Jesus Christ and the cross. Yeah, no. Sure. You know, sure. <laughs> you, you know and, and um and if you don't mind, let me say one more thing. All right, very good. In the church, I learned through my body we need to expect misunderstanding. And I say that because I found out my hand can do some dumb
0: things.
1: (laughs) I tell it to pick up the hammer and hit the nail instead of hit my finger. (laughs) And my finger can wear a color I don't like purple. (laughs) (laughs) Then I learned that my tongue can get loud. But at no time, did my head say, "Cut off the members from communion"? Great point.
0: Well, we I, can't add to I can't answer that. I can that. So we should expect <laughs> misunderstood. We should expect. Yeah. Yes. We should expect <laughs> misunderstandings in the church. Wow. We have to expand on that, Pastor Brown. Thank you tonight. The last comment was excellent. I'm sure we can all resonate with that. This is wounded hearts, wounded churches, uh, and we want to do what we can to continue these this outreach. We thank God for our staff tonight, for our special guests, and our supporters. Yes. Thank you for being here again. We'll see you next Thursday at seven o'clock. Have a good day, Pastor Brown. Bless you. Hey.